0: I yeah, yeah, up the yeah. Ending. yeah, it's all right, good on you. Yeah. Instagram, also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, yeah, we don't spell it with a C, we spell it with a K. So, you might take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Tuesday, July the 12th, 2022. Hope everybody's having a great day. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to give you all the late-breaking information in the world of professional wrestling from your favorite promotions. Headlines is a daily podcast that gives you everything that you need to know so you can get back to your day. With that, Ted, and let's get into the headlines. AEW has a big announcement they will be revealing on Dynamite this week. Eric Mutter from Wrestling Inc. is reporting at this hour, it's going to be a busy next couple of months for AEW in terms of big shows. Now, the promotion is running two weeks of Fighter Fest in the state of Georgia starting tomorrow night with Dynamite. It has a special Quake by the Lake event that's coming up in August in Minnesota, and it will be returning to the Archer Aft Stadium in Queens, New York in September for their second installment of the Grand Slam series. Now, in between all of that, they still have AEW All Out, the promotion's next big pay-per-view event, which will take place on September 4th but still nothing has been announced as far as a location now that will change tomorrow however as revealed by AEW announcer Tony Schiavone on this morning's episode of AEW Control Center fans get ready for the big announcement for the next AEW pay-per-view Schiavone said that announcement and how you can get your tickets will be unveiled on AEW Dynamite during Fighter Fest this week Now, many fans have speculated where this will happen. AEW All Out has traditionally taken place over Labor Day weekend at the NOW Arena in Chicago, Illinois, throughout the show emulated out of Daly's Place in Jacksonville due to the pandemic. Now, in May, AEW President Tony Khan said it made a lot of sense to keep All Out in Chicago, hinting the next event would once again take place there. Now, a banner of the All Out can be seen in the United Center during the AEW New Japan Forbidden Door event, and it's also been featured in other arenas since. Now it should be noted that AEW Dynamite and Rampage will be taped in Buffalo, New York on September the 7th, just days after All Out is scheduled to take place. Now no location has been announced yet for the August 31st tapings of Dynamite or Rampage. Buffalo is in close proximity to Toronto, Ontario, Canada, a location some fans have speculated as a possibility for the next All Out. Now, in recent months, Khan has also talked about his desire to take AEW and tour Canada as well, but nothing has been set in stone yet. For more information on what's going to be happening with All Out, continue to follow Eric Mutter and continue to follow Wrestling Inc. as they will have more information. Natalia's making news. New clarification on Natalia's no sell from the WWE live event that happened this past weekend. Ross Berman is writing in at this hour. Natalia just, well, she just got up. Dave Meltzer was surprised as anyone when he saw the footage of Natalia no selling Liv Morgan's Oblivion finisher at the recent house show in Sacramento, California. It was a surprise, Meltzer continued on his radio show, especially for someone like her. Now Italian Morgan or wrestling in a triple threat match that also involved Ronda Rousey. Now, after taking the Oblivion finisher and the pinfall, Natalia immediately got up to her knees, pointed at Morgan and said some undisclosed words, and then she immediately left the ring. Meltzer said the two had competed and that was a planned finish for the match, but they're also Seemed to have been an issue. It had nothing to do with Liv Morgan at all, Meltzer said, noting that the SmackDown women's champion and Natalia are both getting heat over the confused moment. I know is getting heat. I think Liv Morgan's getting heat over it as well, according to Meltzer. Natalia was mad, but the incident didn't seem to be any sort of bad blood between the two women, though he admitted after watching the clip. It was a conclusion that something else had happened. Now Meltzer claims that none of the reports he received from the Sacramento shows highlighted anything being off in the finish. It wasn't like it was out of the crowd reaction or something was unusual. He said, but that's what the clip looked like and it was a bit unusual and it was very unusual for her just to get up and leave. Meltzer is uncertain what the situation between the two women are, but he eloquently stated that there is a situation. Things were reportedly smoothed over the night before the doors closed now with that being said melter said don't know what to say but it just happened for more information on this continue following wrestling inc and ross berman as he will have more information on everything that's going on with natalia and Liv morgan Robert Grunier is reporting in at this hour. Major update on Dolph Ziggler's WWE TV status. Now some big news is coming out of the main event which was on Raw. Now it was less about in-ring action and more about a surprise appearance by Dolph Ziggler. The former WWE world champion appeared sporadically on the main roster during the 2022 year. He's last being seen on the June 27th episode of Raw as part of the last chance Money in the Bank qualifying Battle Royal. Now before that Ziggler was a applying himself to the developmental for the next WWE roster. Now he was working a program with NXT champion Braun Breaker where the two men were trading the NXT title until Breaker came out on top on their last match which was NXT Stand and Deliver way back on April the 2nd. Now, on Raw, Ziggler would walk down to the ring during Bobby Lashley and Riddle versus Theory and Seth Rollins. The show would immediately go to a commercial break upon his rival. But when it returned from the break, Ziggler was sitting in a chair along ringside and keeping his intentions unknown. As the match was nearing its conclusion, Theory rolled Riddle with a schoolboy to pin him on his feet. But then there was some extra rope leverage. That's when Ziggler would finally swing in. Jumping up and pushing Theory's feet off so he couldn't cheat, the crowd erupted in cheers as Theory looked at Ziggler in disbelief. Although Riddle hit a distraction, Theory with an RKO for the win. Now, some people were wondering what's going to be going on with Dolph Ziggler. Is this something that's going to be new for him? Is he have a new alliance or is this just a one-off? For more information on this, continue to follow Wrestling Inc. and Robert Grunier as he will give you more details on the news. Let's talk a little bit about Elias, or maybe that's not really his name anymore, or will it be going back to Elias? It's entirely possible the WWE Universe will get to walk with Elias once more. Now, many fans within the wrestling World have wondered when Elias would come back. Now we've seen that Elias' character had been killed off and Ezekiel had replaced him. Now Fightful Select is reporting that one of the proposed plans for the Monday Night Raw features Elias and that the materials have been prepared for the wrestling's turn and his return, but there's no confirmation on when Elias will be set to appear. Elias is appearing alongside his brother Ezekiel in various different vignettes just to kind of put a thorn in the side of Kevin Owens, who feels like they are really the same guy. Now, many notes are reporting right now backstage that many ideas have been pitched as far as what's going to be happening. One, a lie isn't the only possible return as well. Many also believe that Alexa's doll Lily uh, had been stolen, and there's going to be a storyline on there as well, to as far as who stole her. With more information on WWE Creative, continue following Ross Berman as he will have more information over on Wrestling Inc. Kelly Houlette's writing in at this hour. Backstage news on the Good Brothers' Impact contract status. Now the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, will stay with Impact for a little bit longer. According to Fightful Select, their contract deals with Impact were supposed to expire on July 17th, but now Gallows and Anderson will be with the company at least until late this summer. There were reports recently that two other companies were interested in the Good Brothers services as well. Now Gallows and Anderson have been with Impact since July of 2020. They are currently the Impact Tag Team Champions and been since they won the titles from the Briscoes at Slammiversary 2022. They have held the titles twice before, once in November of 2020, then in March of 2021, and their title reign once again from july 21st to march 22. now it's also been reported that the good brothers are committed to working with new japan at least until wrestle kingdom 17. now there are former three-time G P iwgp tag team champions the first new japan pro wrestling stint came from 2013 to 16 and then in 2016 the good brothers would sign with wwe and would be gone from the company until april of 2020. anderson is currently the never openweight champion. He became the champion by defeating Tomatonga on June the 12th at Dominion in Osaka, Joe Hall in Osaka, Japan. For more information on what is next for the Good Brothers after their contract does expire later this summer, Kelly Houlette has all of that trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Ross Berman is writing an article, Sports Illustrated questions of Vince McMahon's days leading WWE are officially numbered. Now many people know that there have been some devastating headlines coming out of the Wall Street Journal. First, the $3 million hush money settlement between Vince McMahon and an undisclosed employee. Now the second news article is coming out that there was $12 million that was spent over several employees as far as more hush money. Now more investigations are going on right now. Vince McMahon has stepped down from being the chairman of the WWE, but he still is in charge of creative and and the day-to-day operations as far as television and creative is concerned now when the kings of egypt were buried, so legend says they were buried with their slaves and their gold and all of their earthly possessions without proper intervention vince mcmahon could take wwe with him in a similar fashion now mcmahon did not build the company to die with him sports illustrated justin barso writes noting that even if mcmahon survives this recent onslaught of investigations currently besieging him he feels that this might be the end of the titan sports. Even if McMahon survives, Barso writes, his actions are causing his demise. Now, McMahon still has some strengths at the moment. As Barso notes that McMahon controls the majority of the voting shares of WWE stock. But if his recent revelations continue to get worse, that that might continue to affect his strength within the company. It may be harming the company's revenue. Therefore, it would put McMahon in breach of his fiduciary responsibilities. McMahon, as we stated, has stepped down from his corporate duties, with his daughter Stephanie McMahon being the interim chairwoman and CEO, but he remains at the helm of WWE creative as reported earlier, even appearing in recent weeks on WWE programming. Now, the success of the company hinges on McMahon's standing as a leader. WWE has said in a statement to USA Today, The Sports Illustrated points out that this kind of comment to McMahon in the wake of troubling reports over the last 16 years could turn off advertisers and media platforms that are lifeblood for WWE's current global business model. Now, if the value of WWE stock continues to plummet, Barso hypothesizes this will probably be a sudden and swift movement calling for change. Though the writer notes that he doesn't find it likely as the company continues to turn a profit and investors keep making money. Now, McMahon is currently under investigation once again by the board of directors over a series of hush payments to former female employees. With two reports from the Wall Street Journal unearthing more than $12 million has been paid over the last 16 years and the reports behind the story are suggesting there could be more to come. Now John Laurinaitis has also been named in the investigation, and he has been put on administrative leave. If you'd like to find out more about what's going on, continue to follow Wrestling Inc. and Ross Berman will have all the details forthcoming. Paul White is making headlines today. Paul White, formerly known as the Giant in WCW and the Big Show in WWE, talks about his upcoming dramatic role in the movie, Marcus. Paul White, formerly known once again as Big Show in WWE, will star in an upcoming movie, Marcus, written and directed by J.R. Polly. In an exclusive interview with Wrestling Inc., the former six-time world champion discussed the film and his role, which is somewhat different than the more comedic parts that he's played in prior movies. Now, originally being part of this project was really just to help produce it, and if I could get the project going, Wright said. But there was an opportunity for a role in this picture, and I read the script, and I was like, yeah, I'd like to be Gus. Because it's a very serious role, but Gus is a very important component to Marcus, because Gus is actually one of the interactions that Marcus has with someone, that he's really trying to understand Marcus in his own ways and being supportive, but really doesn't understand how to help Marcus. Yet, yes, he's a security guard role. And at the same time, there's a lot more depth to the character than just the plot line of the story. If you'd like to read more about what Paul White had to say about his upcoming movie role, Dakota Cohen has all of that trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Dominic D'Angelo is writing at this hour, Former WWE referee Mike Cute reveals the requests Vince McMahon had for his referees that were on staff. Now, Vince McMahon can be pretty particular concerning the presentation of WWE's product, and former WWE referee Mike Chioda has revealed two pet peeves McMahon would have with the men and women in the stripes. Now, on the latest Monday Morning Mailbag with Mike Chioda, Kyoto and co-host Paul Bromwell discussed the idea of WWE referees sporting tattoos. Now, that's a no-no, Chioda said, can't be wearing sleeves, can't have any tattoos on your arms. I have one on my upper arm here but the sleeve always covered it. Another visual aversion McMahon was against was talent's weight. Something also seems to be applying to referees. Kyota noted that he'd been receiving such feedback on that topic as well. I remember Vince telling me drop a few pounds and stuff like that and I would say I'm working on it sir. Kyota recalled a line apparently made backstage by former WWE star Super Crazy. Kyota noted that the routine for referees is much different these days, as prospective zebras go through a strict training camp at WWE's Performance Center. He would go on to say, and I quote, I mean, they're working out more, and they're learning more how to referee, Kyota says. These kids are coming in in good shape nowadays. Vince got on me and certain things, and that's exactly how he says. He says, hey, pal. Now, Cuda recently found himself back in pro wrestling when he was a surprise officiant in the Owen Hart Cup Finals at double or nothing with a match that saw Adam Cole on defeating Samoa Joe. If you'd like to find out more about what Vince McMahon had to say about referees' weight and their tattoos, Dominic D'Angelo has more information right now over on Wrestling Inc. Dakota Cohen is writing in at this hour, Bianca Belair says she wants a bigger stipulation match next year when they go back to Saudi Arabia. Bianca Belair has been at the forefront of the women's women's division for the last couple of years now. Now winning the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania 37 by defeating Sasha Banks and winning the Raw Women's Championship at WrestleMania 38 by defeating Becky Lynch. But she sees her sights on another opponent in another country with a stipulation that's rarely seen among WWE female talent. While on the Mayhem show, Air revealed her desires to face off against 12-time women's champion Charlotte Flair. Who better than to do that in Saudi Arabia with, Air said. If I had a match with Charlotte Flair before Crown Jewel, before we flew out, and it ended in a DQ, so we need to do it again. It could definitely be a last women's standing match. I feel like both women would be able to throw it all out there and put it all on the line and see who takes it. I think we would see who the toughest of them all is. Now, for more information on this stipulation, Dakota Cohen has this article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Dominic DeAngelo is also writing in this hour, Road Dogg says top WWE star had bad habits when he was first signed with the company. As a producer with WWE, Road Dogg Brian James saw plenty of talent come and go, but one notable star who was able to hang around and even though they had really bad habits. When James joined subscribers of the live Q&A session at adfreeshows.com, a fan asked him about bad habits maintained by independent talent when they come into the WWE system. In response, James brought up no other than Seth Rollins, who wrestled as Tyler Black before he came to NXT and was a former Ring of Honor world champion. Now, Road Dogg would go on to say, he used to do things in the corner where he would jump up and down and jump up and down and Turn around and act like it was a mosh pit, and then he'd run and hit the guy with a forearm. James said, and I thought, man, this is so anticlimactic. Why is he doing this? It seemed like there was a buildup for something bigger than the finish of it. So I told him, "What are we doing? No, that's that's not what we do." But he said, "I'm not changing it. That's what I do." And then I went to Triple H and I said, "Well, that kid, I'm never going to talk to him again." Rollins did end up becoming the first ever nxt champion but the initial subordinates did not like the way he was acting in a quote Rodog dog would also go ahead and say his bad habit was not saying okay thank you sir or whatever it meant to be respectful to someone you were talking to what i said to every other wrestler was this at least pretend to respect what i'm telling you you know what i mean and if what i was telling you was right then change it but he'd come up with something that was a little bit more a little bit more of a bigger pop than he thought that I had and that he wanted to set up. Now, according to Road Dogg, management eventually laid their concerns on the line to Rollins and a future WWE champion reacted appropriately. If you'd like to find out more about what were some of the habits that Seth Rollins carried when he came into WWE, check out Dominic D'Angelo's article, which once again is trending on Wrestling Inc. Kurt Angle is making news this hour. Kurt Angle nearly fell flat on his face at a recent WWE recent public appearance. Dakota Cohen's writing at this hour, Kurt Angle has maintained a mountain of injuries and medical procedures over the course of his career. Now, his recent double knee has caused him mild pain considerably. During the episode of the Kurt Angle Show, WWE Hall of Famer and six-time world champion discussed his recent public appearance, which he threw out the first pitch at an Altoona Curve game. Now, he would go on to say in a quote, The first didn't work out so well. I almost fell on my face, Angle said. It was all arm, and I kind of fell off balance and almost fell down completely. And that told me right then and there I should not be doing appearances for still a little while. So I kind of pushed off my appearances until the end of July. Then I'll start back up again. I'm rehabbing all of my knees right now. I really am. I might be over rehabbing them actually, but I just want to get back out there and be ready. Now, Angle's first history of injuries preceded his arrival in WWE as he broke his neck wrestling and ultimately winning a gold medal in the 1996 Olympic Games. He ended up having multiple neck surgeries as a result of that. For more information on Kurt Angle, Dakota Cohen has this article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Eric Mutter's writing in this hour about Killer Cross. Killer Cross addresses where, whether he and Scarlett would ever return to the Impact Wrestling promotion. Now since the release of WWE in November of 2021, wrestling couple Killer Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux have been on the independent circuit, including stops in Major League Wrestling where they appeared at the recent Battle Riot TV tapings. Now one place fans haven't expected to see Cross and Bordeaux show up in was Impact Wrestling but they did. Now, Bordeaux shooting down the idea that the couple would ever return back to the promotion, saying, we'll now officially never go back there. Never. Now, in appearance on the Rasslin show this past Sunday, Cross took more of a measured, calculated attempt to say why he wouldn't. He would go on to say, and I quote, respectfully, neither of us will be returning, Cross said. Many of our friends work there, and they are happy for the success we are finding as well, as we are happy for them. Those are many people in different corners of their life and in different stages of their life within the company. Now, we've been on record saying anything derogatory about the company. We've never said anything about that. That would be beneath us. Now, there's a lot of people involved in companies per se, and if you have a problem with one or two or maybe three people, it doesn't necessarily mean there's a systemic issue. So we're happy for everybody's success, but we just don't live in that place anymore. We're always moving around. We just leave stuff behind us. That's all we're going to say. Now, both Cross and Bordeaux debuted in Wrestling Impact in 2018, with Cross first appearing in June, followed by Bordeaux a month later. The duo would remain in the promotion for about a year before Cross was released in 2019. Bordeaux was released a month later, while Cross remained in the company, albeit largely off screen, until December when his contract officially released. For more information on this, Eric Mutter has all of this trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. The Great Khali is making news right now. Ross Berman reports, The Great Khali responds to accusations he slapped a toll worker. Some people will do anything just to get a selfie. Now, The Great Khali recently went viral when footage of him slapping a toll worker. In India made rounds on social media and the former WWE world heavyweight champion took to Instagram to clear up the situation. Now according to Kali he was traveling and one of the different stops was a toll stop and there was a barricade with a toll worker who demanded the popular wrestler get out and take a selfie with him. Now there was a heated argument ensued and Kali ended up striking the toll worker. Now despite police officially getting involved during the end of the complaints an official at the local police station told the Indian Times that there is no complaint filed by either man and likely no one is going to be pressing charges. Now on Instagram, Kali accused the cult toll worker of blackmailing him as well as using racist language. Hello friends, Kali wrote, yesterday while going on my travels, my car was stopped and someone was misbehaving because they wanted a selfie. When I denied the selfie, he ruthlessly passed racist comments and used bad words. That's all I have to say. Thank you. You can read the caption below on social media if you'd like to find out more. Continuing with the headlines, more news is coming out right now about the upcoming event WWE is having in SummerSlam. Eric Mutter is writing in at this hour, here's the opening WWE SummerSlam betting odds as they have been revealed. Now another WWE premium event is on the horizon which means it's time for the traditional unlikely any other thing. Who is going to win and what are the wagers right now? Right now you can get all this information courtesy of Line. right now. Now right now it is looking like Roman Reigns is the one favored over Brock Lesnar. Liv Morgan is the one who is right now the betting favorite over Ronda Rousey. The Usos are heavily favored over the Street Profits. And Bobby Lashley is definitely heavily favored in the United States match over Theory. And Pat McAfee is also heavily favored right now over Baron Corbin. For more information on this and the betting odds, you can definitely go ahead and check out Eric Mutter's article, which is trending over right now on Wrestling Inc. Io Shirai is making news right now, Matthew Wilkinson is writing at this hour, recent reports have seemed to indicate that the NXT star Io Shirai is on her way out of WWE, but Shirai seems to have refuted those reports after a post today on social media, Shirai took to Twitter to simply state rumors alongside of a throwing up emoji. Now, it's been claimed that Io Shirai's contract with the company is set to expire at some point in August, setting her up for free agency. Now, before additional reporting suggested that Shirai has told people in Japan she's hoping to return back home with the goal of being closer to her family. Now, the theory, however, is now that seems to be things are up in the air with WWE. Shirai originally joined WWE back in 2018 after some difficulties getting signed to them prior due to some health complications. Now, Shirai is a former former NXT Women's Champion, which she held the title for 304 days. She's also a former NXT Women's Tag Team Champion, a goal she accomplished alongside Zoe Stark when the duo were put together on a 100-day reign as champions. Now, Shirai has not been seen in WWE since WrestleMania 38 weekend, when she competed in a Fatal 4-Way match against Mandy Rose, Cora Jade, and Kaylee Lee Ray, now known as Alba Fire, on NXT and the Stand and Deliver event. Now many people are still wondering what could be changing Shirai's thought process on this. Well, WWE is definitely known for giving lucrative contracts to those they feel could be the future of the promotion, but right now it looks like Shirai is torn on whether to go home or to stay and give WWE another try. For more information on this, once again Matthew Wilkinson has this article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Dakota Cohen is writing in this hour the Godfather on why Vince McMahon, in his opinion, is a great guy. Vince McMahon is a polarizing figure in pro wrestling and is currently in the midst of numerous controversies and scandals, which seemingly get more damning by the latest. However, some people are still able to muster praise for the chairman. On my birthday, May 16th, Vince said, happy birthday, big man, and said the Hall of Famer Charles Wright, who is also known as the Godfather. He said this on the two-man power trip podcast. They don't say that enough. I don't know why they don't say stuff like that, but you really don't know people. He wishes me happy birthday on my birthday. Now, during The Undertaker's induction into the Hall of Fame, Vince walks down the aisle. And you know when he walks the aisle, he doesn't do that very often. But he walked back, and then he doesn't mind putting anybody over. He doesn't mind doing anything for people. He comes by me, shakes my hand, and says, thanks for being here, Charles. I know. I know he's a great guy, and he's been nothing but good to me. Now, McMahon has definitely been under a lot of scrutiny recently, but much like The Godfather, there are other people who also still feel that there are some very good qualities about Vince McMahon, and some people want to see him prevail. With more information on this, Dakota Cohen has this article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Charlotte Flair, Let's talk a little bit about Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair announces a non-WWE-related business endeavor. Danny Wolfsonholm is writing in this hour, as we reported yesterday. The last time fans saw Charlotte Flair, she was surrendering the Women's Championship as Ronda Rousey forced her to scream the words, I quit at WrestleMania Backlash Premium Live event on May 8th. Now, the humiliating moment, which was explained by Flair saying that she was injured explaining her absence from television. Now that's a far cry from the glitz and glamour that usually is presented by the Queen. However, Flair has revealed a non-WWE related business endeavor that, you know what, does show she is the Queen. Flair, using her real given name, Ashley, has partnered with a jewelry designer called Rockford Collection, becoming the face of the company's new eminence promotion, a brand of unisex rings. The 36-year-old had a hand in creating the custom jewelry and reveals that for between $1,840 and $3,500, the business venture on saying, those are what our rings are going to be going for. Now, after months of collaboration, dozens of designs, and proud of the designs, she now is tweeting that she is a part of their company. This is her first endeavor outside of WWE. With more information on what's going on with Charlotte Flair and her new line of rings, Danny Wolfsonholm has that article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. If you're enjoying Headlines, once again, it's your nonstop podcast that gives you everything you need to know in the world of professional wrestling. Headlines will allow you to get all the details you need without having to scour the internet or your phone. We're here to make sure that you get everything from your favorite promotion that allows you to stay up to date with all the headlines. With the headlines, let's go ahead and continue. Matthew Wilkinson is writing in this hour from Wrestling Inc. What does WWE have planned for the next Women's Championship? Well, many fans have been asking those same questions. WWE does have big plans for Nikita Lyons as the company has been in talks to make her the next NXT Women's Champion at some stage in the future. Now according to Dave Meltzer on the latest Wrestling Observer Radio, he had this to say. Right now Mandy Rose is gearing up to defend her title against Roxanne Perez on NXT 2.0 and has a chance of becoming a double champion if she can dethrone her. The former reality of wrestling star just captured the NXT Women's Championship tag team along with Cora Jade against Toxic Attraction at NXT's Great American Bash. Now, it is currently unknown whether or not WWE is planning on having a title change take place this week, but Lions is somebody that WWE apparently has high expectations for. Now, there have been discussions within the company that Lions would be embarking on a run with the NXT Women's Championship, but that is not expected to take place for a little bit of time. Rose is currently enjoying a lengthy reign as NXT women's champion, having held the title for over 250 days, retaining it against the likes of Io Shirai, Ivy Nile, Indy Hartwell, and Dakota Kai, among others. Meanwhile, Lions has just started to be a breakout star in NXT 2.0, being one of the youngest members of the roster, only being 22 years old. Lions has been training since she was 18, but not signed a contract until 2021 with WWE, making her debut at WWE 205 Live in a defeat. Since then, she's had memorable feuds with Lash Legend, but she also spent several months on the shelf due to a knee injury. Lions has competed against Rose in singles action once before, back on June the 28th episode of NXT 2.0, and she was able to defeat the champion via disqualification. While they do have yet to meet in a six-man tag, is still wondering what's going to be next for them. For more information on what the WWE creative plans are for NXT Women's Championship, Matthew Wilkinson has that article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Dominic D'Angelo is writing in this hour, what did WWE ratings bounce back after the 4th of July? Well, did they or didn't they? WWE is back on top of the ratings after feeling the fireworks of the 4th of July. WrestleNomics released the numbers for the July the 11th episode of Raw, and the programming garnered the average audience of 1.7 million viewers. Now that's 11% increase from last week. Now the July 4th episode on average had 1.5 which was actually the lowest since May the 30th. Now in the key demo it's being back to where it should be on Independence Day. In 18 to 49 it's on average of 578,000 people watching which was a 0.44 rating in the 18 to 49. Now that's up 19% from the July 4th which saw the demographic plunge 37%. 37 percent. Now that number put Raw at a record low since December of 2021. Ranking wise Raw came in number one in the 18 to 49 on basic cable including number two in broadcast primetime, only falling behind The Bachelor. Now if you're a big fan of Ms and Mrs They bounced back in a big way as well from viewership last night. Now, the 7:11 episode of that following Monday Night Raw had 669,000 viewers, which is up 39% from the following week. Now, as far as the demographics go, 261,000 viewers, which is an average of the 18 to 49 demo, giving it a .20 in that category. For more information on that, continue to follow WrestleNomics, continue to follow Wrestling Inc, and Dominic D'Angelo will have more. What is the latest right now in the Women's Tag Team Championship in WWE? Ross Berman has an article trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. The Women's Tag Team Championship has seemingly vanished from WWE programming as far as anyone knows backstage and there are no plans to change it anytime soon. Fightful Select is reporting that WWE women's roster hasn't heard anything about the previous announced tournament to take the vacated titles and no sources have heard anything about any plans whatsoever. Now, the Women's Tag Team Championship has been vacant since May 20th when WWE stripped the belts from former champions Sasha Banks and Naomi during an episode of SmackDown. Now, they removed them and they suspended them indefinitely for walking out of the company. Now, reportedly, they dropped their tag team titles on John Laurinaitis' desk. While it remains unclear exactly why their reasons were, they decided that they had had enough. Now, WWE insiders right now are still trying to determine what, when, and how they're going to go ahead and have this tag team tournament. Fightful Select also reports that the women's division is desperately bare at the moment. Natalya is coming off a singles feud with Ronda Rousey, though it should be mentioned that WWE's only remaining established tag team is Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop. They wrestled this past Monday against a team of Asuka and Alexa Bliss, who may or may not be forming a championship run tag team. Now immediately after vacating the titles, WWE announced they were going to crown new champions but it's never been brought up on TV since that again. With that being said continue to follow WWE and Ross Berman and Wrestling Inc as they will have more information on this very peculiar state in the WWE Women's Tag Team Division. Eric Mutter is writing in at this hour, Ring of Honor's Women Title Match is now announced for Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor. Eric Mutter is writing in at this hour, the Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor card has been filling up with the past few weeks with FTR scheduled to defend the tag titles against the Briscoes in a Super Card of Honor rematch. While Samoa Joe puts his Ring of Honor TV title on the line against Jay Lethal, Wheeler Uta defends his ROH Pure Championship against Daniel Garcia. Now the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship will be on the line in a match that doesn't come as a shock for many AEW viewers. As announced by Tony Schiavone on today's episode of the Control Center, Mercedes Martinez will defend her Ring of Honor World title at Death Before Dishonor when she goes one on one with Serena Deeb. AEW further commented on the news by promoting the match along with the rest of the card on their social media platforms. If you'd like to find out more about Death Before Dishonor, Eric Mutter has all that trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Once again, if you're enjoying this podcast, continue to follow us. Follow us on social media. I am at Mike, M-I-K-E, Freeland, F-R-E-L-A-N-D. Tag someone, tag a lot of friends. Let people know that Headlines is the one-stop-shop podcast where you can get all of your information. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get back to the headlines. Ross Berman's is writing at this hour. Larry Zbysko recalls WWE Hall of Famer peeing on a restaurant patron. Doesn't sound like it's a too friendly gesture, but what does the living legend have to say? There's really no pithy in the opening of the story. Captain Lua Albano once peed on a guy. In a lovable way, he was insane, the former wrestler and announcer Larry Zabisco said in a recent interview on Captain's Corner on Facebook. According to living legend Larry Zabisco, Albano used to do this with his teammate, Tony Altimore, when the two were paired up as the Sicilians in McMahon's Family Worldwide Wrestling Federation in the 1960s. And Tony Altimore Woods like. He was working with the captain and Zabisco said he would make him mad by doing certain stuff. Zabisco said they were once eating at a restaurant with the Sicilians and Altamore got up from his usual shenanigans. Altamore would be telling Captain Lou, that guy over there at the next table man he's saying something bad about wrestling and you and me. Larry said, imitating Altamore slightly. Lou gets all mad and gets up in this very classy restaurant. Unzips his pants and pees on the guy while he's just sitting there. Normal people don't do stuff like this, Zabisco chuckled, but that was the captain. He was a trip. Now Captain Lou Albano was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 1996, Albano was not only a legendary wrestler but also an integral part in the rock and wrestling connection that led to WWF's rise to prominence in the 1980s, culminating at the first WrestleMania. Legend has it that Albano met pop star Cyndi Lauper on a plane and ended up in the singer's video for Girls Just Wanna Have Fun. Now the music video appears to result in a WWE programming with Albano reaching back out to Cyndi Lauper to go ahead and work together. For more information on Albano peeing on someone in a restaurant, Ross Berman has that trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. Matthew Wilkinson is also writing out, Would No Way Jose ever decide to sign with AEW? Now, Luis Valuenza spent five years working as No Way Jose in WWE, and then he went Now, he was also a main part of the NXT roster, entering the masses with his dance and his party style gimmick, but would he ever take his conga line to AEW? Now, he took to his Instagram to answer that specific question, revealing This is the second most popular question I get, so allow me to answer it for you. The answer was a resounding yes, he definitely would. Now, he originally signed in WWE in 2015, and he was on live events. Then he first appeared on television in NXT in 2016. Though his time on the black and gold brand, he blended the dance party style gimmick with his in-ring work, having notable rivalries with Sanity and Austin Aries. And he was brought to WWE Raw following WrestleMania 34 back in 2018, where he spent the remainder of his time with WWE. But he never got any notable feuds during that time. And he has admitted that his time with WWE, he kept pitching ideas. Try to walk with Elias or be a groupie. But those storylines never materialized. With more information on this Continue to follow Matthew Wilkinson as he has more articles trending right now over on Wrestling Inc. That is going to do it for headlines. Those are all the major headlines that are trending right now in the world of wrestling. If you enjoy headlines, once again, please continue to follow us on all forms of social media. Headlines is your one-stop shop for podcasts that tell you what's happening with WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, Impact Wrestling, and so much more. Once again, we have more programming as well. Overbooked is our series where we chronicle a book and we go chapter by chapter we also have front row material brand where we give you latest interviews with the upcoming and the biggest stars in the wrestling business once again all of that is free anywhere you get your fine podcasts with that being said my name is mike freeland and i will catch you on the next episode of headlines the world of nlw radio never stops